Welcome to The Intimate Factor, where we discuss God's truths about love, money, and life, bringing intimacy in a way you never thought. I'm Stephanie Smith, and we're going to begin this journey of love like you have never known before, through the passion and the eloquence God created it for. We're going to learn how to get through these times of pain and turmoil and transgression with love, joy, and peace. Here at The Intimate Factor, we will be discussing marital, sexual, emotional, psychological, and physical intimacy. This will be a place where we learn to open our hearts and break the world's boundaries that it has placed upon us on how to love like this or how to love like that, when in fact that was not God's intentions. Here, we will learn the true love and true intimacy of who God is and who you were meant to be. In this journey together, we will not hold back. We will move forward in difficult discussions and decisions. This is your safe place. Today, I wanted to start off with a very short message from the scripture from Psalms 63, verse 1, reading from the New King James Version. And it simply says, O God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. With this being a very intimate place, I started off with this scripture because our soul yearns and our soul thirsts. Again, our soul yearns and our flesh longs. There's a thirst and a hunger. But the question is, what do you hunger for? What do you thirst for? After, many years ago, before I knew God, before I knew the love of God, before I knew the love of Christ, oh, I thirst. I thirst for fleshly sexual activity. I thirst for the desire of man. The endorphins that were released when you have sexual activity, I became addicted to. So just as people would go get a hit, two or three hits in a day, I would have sex about that many times a day. My flesh longed for the compassion and the lust of men. And I had to have it. I was I was thirsty. But what I didn't realize is that my hunger and thirst that God created on the inside of me was never meant to be for man. It was supposed to be for him. So as I read this scripture one time, this scripture actually brought a deliverance to my soul. Because I began to understand that the hunger that I had and the thirst, and it was radical, radical thirst and radical I had, you know, that God had placed on the inside of me. And 
I realized that it was never meant to be for sex. It was never meant to be for the partying. You know, it was never meant to be for man. It was supposed to be for God. So as I sat back and I began to allow God to love on me, because see, what we don't realize many a times, whether you are saved, unsaved, been in the church for 30 years, 50 years, five years, two years, there's almost this breakdown of remembering that God loves us. He's not some father pointing at you, giving you demands. He's not some old guy sitting on a hill judging his people. No, he is up there desiring and loving and passionately giving. You know, he gave his son to die on a cross. I don't know who would do that. That has to be a God that loves us. You know, and the fact that Jesus at any moment could have called down the angels and gone home, but he didn't. And he went through the suffering for our sins and for us to be free tells me how much Jesus loves me. Because I know I'm selfish in a way I would, it would be hard for me to put my son on a cross. I, I don't know as a mom if I could do it. I just don't know. So when I have that type of love, you know, I had misconstrued love. I had such a perverted version of what love was. So then when God, I say God captured me, when he captured me out of what I was about to even go deeper into in the lust and it almost took my mind and it, it definitely took my body and it almost took my soul and it therefore almost took my life. So when I realized that the thirst and the hunger that he placed inside of me after he captured me was not for man, but that this, this thirsty, like I'm in the Sahara desert, God, and I have no water and I have miles, miles, miles and miles to go before I reach the nearest town with any kind of water, if they have water. And then, you know, it is the Sahara, so the water may not be clean. And you cry out with that thirst and that hunger. And all of a sudden, the ground begins to break and this fountain begins to flow with clean water. And he, the quenching of that thirst, that's what it was like for me. I can't speak on anybody else. And I'm here to share the intimacy that God wants us to be in you know, through what he has brought me through in the intimate, intimate times that I've spent with him. That's what it was like. It was like a busting through. That's the best way to describe it. He bust through my fears, my perversity, and he rearranged my hunger and my thirst. So now, mm mm-mm. He is my God. Sex is not my God anymore. People are not my gods anymore. God, Yahweh, Elohim, He is my God. And so I read my word. And as I read my word, the very soul inside of me begins to leap my flesh begins to actually move from 
wanting this or wanting that to wanting God. It's dry out there. There's a thirsty land out there. And people are trying to fill this thirst with so much. They're trying to fill this thirst with men. They're trying to fill this thirst with alcohol. They're trying to fill this thirst with so much. So much that their flesh longs for it. But today, today, as I come before you and as I speak to you plainly, your flesh and your soul will begin to yearn for God. How does that happen, you say? Talk to him. Just as plainly as if he was sitting next to you. Talk to him. God, I'm having problems. God, I'm having issues. The secret to intimacy with God is being real with him. You can be real with everybody else. You can open up your mouth to everybody else. But when it comes to just coming to a place of just sitting and talking to God, you want to shut your mouth. You want you want to just be silent. Because there has to be a depth of what you say. No, not at all. Just talk to him. Talk to him as if he's your friend. Talk to him as if he was a father or he is a father. You know, talk to him like he's just there. He's not some, you know, he, he wants to love on you. He wants to know you. He wants, he's everywhere. He can hear you. So just talk to him. It's that simple. It really is not that deep. It is very simple. Have a conversation with God. It is that simple. The next is read his word. The Bible has so much in it that can guide you, direct you, and pull you closer to his heart. Pull you closer to a place that you desire to be. The desire of your heart wasn't placed in there just for to do what you want to do. The desire of your heart was placed in there so that you can do God's will. But there's a place on the inside where that soul begins to be filled. The flesh begins to move because the desire that you have starts being just ignited. Because you read your word. You listen to God. You talk to God. He gives you direction. He gives you plans. He gives you vision. So talking to God, reading his word, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say a curse word to you all. Be silent. Oh, there it is. Be silent. In today's world, it is hard for us to be silent in the presence of God. If we talk to him, the first step, we read his word, the second step. Then if we come in silence, what you read in your word will be revealed in a greater measure of wisdom. And he'll just, he'll talk to you. He'll let you know what to do. But we have to quiet our minds, quiet our soul, quiet our spirit. We have to quiet, we have to be quiet. And in the midst of dings and hoots and whistles and songs and everything that comes across our computers and our phones, 
we have to silence it all. We have to tell people, I can't right now. I'm talking to God. They may look at you funny. They may look at you real funny. Even if they're in the church, they'll look at you funny. I got a lot of strange looks as I began to build intimacy with God. I was like, nope, I have a date night with God. I can't do that. They're like, ain't you single? Yes, I am single, but I still have a date night with God because right now he is my lover. Right now he is my covering right now. So before I got married, I had to act a little different and God and I had that moment. So again, talk to God, read your word and be silent. These are some of the most simplest steps a person can take to get closer to that intimate place in God. And I promise you, you take these steps, you will find yourself closer. Closer than you ever have before. Closer than you ever will be. Closer to God closer to a father closer to a love that's unconditional so I encourage you today now before I close this recording I must do this if you do not know this God if you do not know this love then I ask that you receive him in your heart if you are willing ask Jesus into your heart Tell him that you believe that he is the son of God. Tell him that you want this type of love. You want that compassion. You want that joy. You want that peace. You want this place of intimacy with God. The intimacy with Jesus. That you want to be in this place. And if you truly do, then definitely leave a comment. And somebody will get back to you. That way, we know that this commitment is real easy no real definitely so today I leave you with that I truly thank you for being here with me at the intimate factor the place where we learn how to be intimate like we never have before